Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi, covering Mississippi State like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Uh, over in Tupelo, it would be uh, just a, just a little bit weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Fentress. That would be slightly weird. Nobody would know what to expect in that situation. No, but I've always thought Fentress was a was a nice place because I'm a Choctaw County yeah uh, guy yeah I'm a Winston County guy and a Webster County guy and a Choctaw County guy and an Octavia County guy. But uh, my roots are very deep in Choctaw County, and Fentress is a is a nice little spot. I mean, you're talking but about I, the, the the you know the halfway point between the the cities of Ackerman and Weir, basically. It's Weir. Thank you very much. What did I say? You said Weir. I thought I said Weir, like Brett you said Weir. Weir. No Weir. Okay, it's Brett Weir. You said Weir. Okay, fine. You're weird. How about that? That that was always the running joke back in the day when somebody would say, I'm from where? And you would say, where? Oh, yeah. yeah. I get it. Home of Roy Oswald. Yes. Home of the McKinley brothers. Absolutely. Desenzo Miller. Miller. And our good friend, Double A, Andy Atkinson. Oh, is he a weird guy? He is. All right. He's going to be immediately when he hears this tomorrow and you say, you're going to get a text from him when he heard me. I don't have my number. He'll have to DM me. I don't think he has my number. He might. He could get it. He'll DM you. Yeah. Wherever you are in our great state. Hold on. Hold on. Ready? Ready? Wherever you are in our great state. Oh. You can have Strange Brew Coffee every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. Any kind of coffee machine you've got in your kitchen, we've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Because you need it. You need new maroon and white merchandise. Different styles, different uh, different logos. You can't be wearing the same old stuff. you got to get some new stuff. Football season will be here before you know it. Don't show up at Davis Wade Stadium in that old polo. It's a new era for Mississippi State football. It's time for a new look for you. Get something great with the state script, the M over S logo, all sorts of great T-shirts and ba- baseball caps. And, of course, you need something new for the car, for the house, or for your tailgate. They've got that, too. So, Check them out. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. It has a streak since it's been open of Startville's of being Startville's best restaurant. So since that day, it's been number one and has never, never relinquished that crown. Alabama would love to have a streak like that, but they don't. Only Restaurant Tyler does. So this weekend, if you're going to be in Starkville, you're looking for a great place to grab lunch, dinner, or brunch on Sunday. 
Make it Restaurant Tyler. Head over to the corner of Washington and Maine and eat at Starville's best restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout central Mississippi looking to serve you. We talk about it all the time here on this show. Eat local, shop local, doing business locally. Banking locally is is important too because you want to have relationships with the people who are making decisions about your money. So when you need a loan, you want to talk to somebody you know. You don't want to have to talk to somebody up the chain that's, you know, They've never done any business with you before. That's the, the 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 difference that Priority One Bank makes. They make every decision locally. So your your decisions are handled by people you have a relationship with. Find a branch near you at by looking online at PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. For the first time in, in a while, Robbie, we have got a really, uh, really football-heavy show. I don't know that we got a whole lot of baseball to talk about today. It's early on. It's only 1230 on a, on a Monday as we're recording. Um, so nothing nothing new on the baseball front. Bulldogs play later tonight as you're listening over in Birmingham. Are you going to Birmingham? Are you going to that game? No, I've got uh, some high school baseball to cover. Gotcha. So that game at UAB. So State, State will play the Blazers there before their uh, weekend set uh, with, with the Ole Miss Rebels. So let's talk some football today. And we'll start with our, our spring positional breakdown, and we are on to the defensive line. There's just no question about this, that last year State was better defensively when Jaden Crumity returned. And at that time, you could not have had any idea that Jaden Crumity was going to be back for the 2023, the newly married Mr. Jaden Crumity. Congrats to him. Uh, but you couldn't have thought he was going to be back for another year here in Maroon and White, but he is. And so that makes Mississippi State's defensive line, it gives them a, a, a big weapon. So that returns. Uh, and it, this is an interesting mix here in, in this group of old faces and new faces. You're going to see some names you recognize who have made some big plays for Mississippi State in the past. And this year, you're going to have to see some younger guys step up and and, and take some roles. Just your, your overarching thoughts about this group. Do you like where they are depth-wise, or are you, do you have concerns? Well, you know, after we saw the news that Nathan Pickering has been kind of in and out of practice. I don't really know what's what's going on um, with him right now, but that's a little concerning to me just because you don't have any proven depth in the middle, really. Jaden Crumity, we know that he's, he's going to be um, a dude right there at his position, a defensive tackle. You know, Jordan Davis – has been in and out of the um, of these injuries. He's not taking part in the spring, but if he's healthy, uh, we feel good about him. Demonte Russell came on at times last year, but the middle is, is kind of a little nerve wracking right now. And you might have to ask somebody to come in that hasn't played for Mississippi State at this point and provide some depth. You're going to have to have two um, uh, a guy like Calvin Dinkins probably step up this year and play some ma- a major role for you. So, I mean, right now it's I felt a lot better about this unit a couple of weeks ago than I do now. But it's it's one of those things like if things can fall into place for them, they can still do pretty well. They have a lot of talent there. Travion Williams is, is kind of um, he's been hurt. He's out for the rest of the spring. Don't really know what he, we're going to get out of him. So it, it's just. You have to see some guys step up and become um, what you need them to be in the fall before you really feel good about them. This is a, 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 a you know, I feel like the, the young guys have a lot of high ceilings, but we haven't seen it yet. And then with the, but the veteran guys, I mean, I know what I'm getting from Pickering and Cromedy, 
I kind of know what I'm going to get from Demonte Russell. I feel like I'm I'm kind of done waiting on Demonte Russell. You know, the past couple of years I've been like, I think he could be a big piece. I think, and now this year I'm just like, I just hope he can be a, a solid piece. I just hope, I hope he gives State, you know, a, a solid guy. But then I have high hopes for his brother. I have high hopes for Trevion Williams. I have high hopes for for Calvin Dinkins. Uh, Deontay Anderson, this is kind of a prove-it year for him, you know, as a redshirt sophomore, his third year in the program. If he's not a contributor this year, you know, I don't really know what you, you're you going to expect from him. And then with Jordan Davis, that's a guy that, you know, gosh, going back to two falls ago, we, we saw him and we were like, man, this guy is really – I mean, he was giving Charles Cross a lot of issues in practice, and then he got hurt. And then last year he just really wasn't the same player. Maybe this year he can be, you know, closer to that guy. There's just a lot of question marks for a pro, for a, a position group that does have some names that people are going to recognize, you know, specifically Crumity. It helps that they have good linebackers behind them that clean up a lot of uh, in, the, in the running game. I mean, Watson and Johnson are probably as good a run stoppers in the linebacking group as you're going to find in the SEC. But, you know, we've heard uh, Arnett make a couple of comments, you know, about, well, we may, we may want to look at 4 2 5 instead of 3-3-5, I think that's an issue for State. I don't know that they have the depth to, to be consistently putting four defensive linemen on the field. The 3-3-5 sort of artificially creates depth for Mississippi State because you only need three guys on the field at the time, and then you hope that that's, that Sam linebacker can be a guy who can maybe sort of act as a, a fourth defensive lineman from time to time. I think John Lewis could maybe be that guy. We'll talk more about linebackers next week. So I have, I have a lot of questions, but I feel like the ceiling is really, really high with this group. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like you said, I mean, the linebackers are going to be able to to really help you out, I think, against the run. But I, I do think that this group is going to be solid as, as time goes, and you do have some huge pieces. I think it was absolutely huge for State to get the players back that they did. They would be in a lot of trouble, I think, if they wouldn't have gotten a Jaden Crumity back or um, Demonte Russell, Jordan Davis, Nathan Pickering, the guys that are coming back because there just wasn't a lot of playing time for some of those young guys. This year you have the opportunity, I think, to play a lot of players and to get those other guys ready to step in next year. I think that's the biggest thing. It's kind of been what we've been harping on since last year about the rotations and making sure that you're getting more guys in there than three or four that you have uh, on that front line. You need to get some more playing time for the Calvin Dinkins and the Travion Williams and um, the uh, Don Terry Russells and guys like that this year because those are the guys that are going to have to step in and be your front line players next season. But I like that group. I like the linebackers too. I, I really like the young guys that they have at linebacker. And that, that's another group that I think you have to start filtering in an Avery Sledge, uh, a Khalid Moore, a Javay Gilmore this year to get them more playing time. Because, again, Nathan Pickering's gone next year. I mean, uh, Nathaniel Watson's gone next year, and Jet Johnson's gone. Uh, Deshaun Page, I believe, is gone. So those guys have got to come in and get some extra playing time this year. John Lewis has been impressive in the spring. That's That's been good for him. The front six or seven, the talent is – is just inevitable there. You have players that can really go, but it's just a matter of getting experience. And that's the most valuable thing in this league is experience. And a lot of these players don't have it right now on the front line and in the, in the linebacker crew. This is a big year for those guys. It's a, I think it's a good, it's in a good situation because you do have a lot of experience 
in the in the defensive line and linebacker crew that can kind of bring those guys along. But you also don't have to throw those – you know, those players need reps this year, but you don't have to throw them in the fire. They can get some good reps without having a ton of pressure on them, and next year they should be ready. So you're in a great position because when you're – when your uh, seniors go out the door, you've got talent behind them. You're not scrambling for the transfer portal or anything like that. You've got some players behind those guys that are ready to go if they can get some good, valuable playing time, I think, this year. One name that we haven't mentioned yet is is from the actual 2023 signing class, and that's defensive lineman Eric Taylor uh, out of Southwest Mississippi Community College as a JUCO do you think he's a guy who could step in and, and, and I mean, not as a starter or anything like that, but could be a good depth piece for MSU early on? Yeah, that's a that's one of the guys. Like it's he might be counted on this year to have to play a lot of reps right away. And he's been in the SEC program before. He he, he went to LSU, transferred out, um, and uh, was a player that last year got a opportunity to uh, get some good reps in, in junior college. And now you're you're going to have to ask him to to help you out from a depth perspective, I think. And, you know, State hasn't had to force a JUCO in there to do that, but that's kind of why you pick up guys like this. Um, no longer is JUCO all the time, you know, those impact guys that come in. You're kind of getting those guys from the transfer portal. But you can fill some holes and build some depth with these players and He's a big body inside, and he should be ready to take this on. I mean, you're talking about a player that is in his third year in college. I mean, he should be ready to come in here and compete. It's kind of unfortunate that he's not already here and he could be getting those reps, but you do have a guy that that I think could come in and pick it up a lot quicker than some of these high school guys like a Jonathan Davis who you expect a lot out of in the future – I don't know if you're ready to throw Jonathan Davis into the the fold right now and have him playing some significant reps. But I could see Eric Taylor getting some of those reps early on. And you really need him to be that. You need you need him to come in and, and challenge right away because you need to add some depth there in the middle just in case something happens. When you look at this this signing class from from a defensive line standpoint, I mean you've got some some guys there that you're excited about the future, but I agree there's not a uh... There's not a guy that I just look at and go, okay, he's for sure going to make a, an impact next year. With You mentioned uh, Jonathan Davis, a, a Caleb Bryant. Uh, Joseph Head is a guy I think that they're very high on his future at Mississippi State, but year one, I mean, he's got a, he, he's a guy who needs to get into strength and conditioning, and, and, and he's got a long way to go. But so it's a good young group. We'll see how they pan out. So this defensive line, when you look at it, it could end up being a huge strength for Mississippi State, but at the end of the day, if, if Pickering is good to go, with him and Crumity, you know, and, and Jordan Davis, you know, at least they're going to be solid there. And Mississippi State defensive linemen have been. And then, like I said, like you said, if, if Trevion Williams becomes the superstar we think he can be, if Calvin Dinkins becomes sort of the next Cam Young, that small school Mississippi kid who Mississippi State takes and develops and turns him into an NFL guy, you got a, you got a pretty high ceiling with this group. So we'll see where it takes us. Uh, in 2023. We'll talk about those linebackers next week. A lot of known commodities there, but then that that one position, got to find out who's going to replace Tyrus Wheat. Let's move on into the rest of the show that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. You know, we're out of the cold now, so we can stop, you know, chili. Yeah, I mean, I still like a bowl of chili, but yeah, I don't know about that. It's, it's grilling time. We're, we are getting into grilling season. 
And man, you guys know that nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Be it steaks or, or burgers, something big like a brisket, a tri-tip, a picanha, beef ribs. Beef ribs, highly underrated. Definitely suggest you guys, if you haven't cooked beef ribs, they're a lot easier to cook than pork ribs, and they are delicious. So give it a try. Talk to your butchers. Talk to your meat market guys. They'll hook you up. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's just the best around. Going to definitely make a trip to Two Brothers this week to get my favorite thing, the chicken chipotle taco. You may be thinking to yourself, Brian, really? A chicken? I'm telling you, it's the best taco on the menu, according to me. Now, Robbie Falk would tell you different. He'll tell you to go get the pork belly. Here's the good news. We're both right. We're both right. We're, it's it, it, Both of our choices are the best taco on the menu, as are all the rest of the tacos. At Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They're all the best taco on the menu. There's not one you won't enjoy if you order it. So head over to Two Brothers in the heart of the kind district and enjoy some smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service. Every business promises it to you. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have for over 48 years. If you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you're talking to the same people who made that sale with you. They know you. They have the relationship with you. You're not going on hold for 45 minutes at the call center. You're not having to set up an appointment with an out-of-state technician who will be there in a week to 10 days. This is Mississippi people dealing with Mississippi people. That's a difference, and you know it. So give them a call, 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, well, it's just the best around, and you guys know that. You, you know, when you're shopping at the Rogue, you're getting quality products, great name brands, the, the styles that you want. And now that they're selling their Collegiate Collection, it, it's the same It's the same as the same clothes you've been buying there for all the years that they've been open. Great name brands, great-looking shirts and polos and quarter zips and pullovers, and they've got the logos that you want. You don't have to worry about being a walking billboard for Mississippi State Athletics. You can just wear a polo and it looks cool on you with the M over S or the state script or the walking bully. That's what you're looking for. That's what they've got at the Rogue. So check them out at therogue.com or shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Today is the, the first day for uh, breakfast, week all week long at Dolce. So starting the, today, 8 a.m., you can head in there, grab a cup of coffee, and grab a great breakfast sandwich or bagel, and then you know you can always come back for lunch if that's what you want to do because they've got a great lunch set up. Great artisanal grilled cheese like the turkey ranch, the brie and prosciutto, or the pizza grilled cheese. And if you just want to get a, a little mid-afternoon pick-me-up, how about a cold foam latte? They've got a lot of great options. It's not just about you know, the gelato is great, but they got so much more going on at Dolce. It's just a fantastic little stop right there at 509 University Drive. 8 a.m., you can go in there and, and grab breakfast Tuesday through Saturday at Dolce. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it, but he made the announcement. So let's play the song. All right, Mississippi State adds to its 2024 signing class uh, linebacker Caleb Dozier. Uh, let me find the uh, the city here. It's a he's you know we've been doing all these small towns in Mississippi. We got to do one now for Alabama, Headland, Alabama. I got to be totally honest with you. No idea where Headland, Alabama is. Do you know? 
Is that his high school too? Well, it's it's the Headland School in Headland, Alabama. Where is Headland, Alabama? Let's let's look it up. Let's just <clears throat> it's in Henry. Oh, it's 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 in the the Dothan metropolitan area. Okay, so that's that's kind of what we were talking about the other day. We were talking about didn't we, when we were talking about Dothan on here the other day. I think so. Yeah, going towards South Alabama. Yes, close to Troy. Correct. That's where my granddad's from initially, so I know a few of those places. I don't. I do not know much about Headland School. I do a little. I do know a little bit about Caleb Dozier, though. All right, tell me. Well, just a just a nice size kid. He's listed six three two twenty. I don't know if that's accurate, mm-hmm. but probably not far off. That's a really good size kid. When I watch his film, I see Sam, a little bit of a Sam linebacker. Wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me to see him come down, put his hand on the ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. A good pass rusher, big physical, thick kid that can get out and make some plays too in the passing game. Um, you know, I, I I like this guy. I think he's a good fit for this offense. He was re- recruited by Matt Brock, mm-hmm. who is a linebackers coach, a def- the defensive coordinator. He knows what he's looking for. Played some tight end too, so he's an athletic kid. That's what I was going to ask you. He's listed as a as an <clears throat> athlete. Do you, yeah. you think he's a defensive player all the way? Yeah, he's a linebacker to me. That's what State's recruiting him as. And I think Paul mentioned, too, that they, they had been talking to him about Mike as well. Mm-hmm. I see Sam personally, but I could see him at the Mike. I don't think that's a tough transition at all for him. I think he could be a thumper in the middle, but he's a good athlete. He made some good plays. If you watch his film, you watch some of his highlights as a junior, you'll see him at, at tight end, and he made some really nice plays at tight end. So – uh, you know, anytime you can get a guy that has the experience of playing both ways, Nathaniel Watson was the same way in high school in Alabama. I think you got a guy that can do a lot of things for you uh, on the defense. Um, he's used to making plays. He's used to finding the ball. And that, to me, is some of your better defenders that you see. We saw Benardrick McKinney do it in high school. We've seen um, Zachary Tillman do some of that as well. This is at Mississippi State right now. Like I said, Nathaniel Watson – so I, I like what they got here. I think it's a good piece for their defensive for the defensive side of the ball. Had offers from Houston and Central Florida. So he's a guy that was getting looks from some good programs. Didn't have the big name schools. It's not anybody that's gonna blow anyone away from a nat- national or regional perspective. But I think it's a just a good solid get for Mississippi State's defense as they continue to try to build up this twenty twenty four class. So that's three commitments now for Mississippi State in the 2024 class to go with quarterback Josh Flowers, also from Alabama, over there in Mobile, South Alabama again. You, you, we've talked about it. The addition of Steve Campbell and Joey Jones is going to pay off for Mississippi State in, in that town. That's a talent-rich area down there, and Auburn and Alabama can't get all of those kids. So Mississippi State doing a good job there. And then, well, you know, Steve Campbell. I mean, he's got a ton of ties to Mississippi. Yeah, especially down on the Gulf Coast and. Mm-hmm the Pine Belt and that area, South Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But he's got ties all over the yeah. state. And now you add in the state of Alabama with he and Joe and Jones, who both were at South Alabama. Um, those are just huge additions for state off the field. Yeah, And, you know, this class is, is small at this point. This is usually when you start to see state really build its class. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to come. And you know, a lot of people are kind of clamoring for a little more out of the the recruiting department at this point, but I think it's coming. I, th- I think there are several guys that are on the edge, and a lot of it's, it's kind of unfortunate timing for Mississippi State. You know, you're seeing 
some teams around the SEC that are starting to rack up commitments. There are several, and I mean several, guys that are waiting to the summer to make their decisions that I feel like Mississippi State is going to land. Mm-hmm. So just be patient. I know everybody's kind of you know out of sorts right now, and they want to see a lot of information coming out regarding recruiting and commitments and, and State getting some momentum. Mm-hmm. It's coming in in the summer, especially. I think you're really going to see state pick up some momentum. So just nothing to freak out about just yet, folks. Just calm down. Well, let's freak out. Just everybody, a calm down. We are going to freak out just a little bit because you know you, you think West Point High School, you think that's a Mississippi State stronghold. The state should get guys from there. But earlier today, as we before we were recording, Conan Daniels is it Conan? Kanan. Kanan Daniels. Sorry. Uh, committed to the University of Florida. In the state of Mississippi, this is a good year for for recruiting, right? You've got 14 kids currently listed as four-star prospects by 24-7's uh, composite ratings. Of those of those 14, five are committed, none of them to Mississippi State, uh, and four of them are committed out of state. You've got J.J. Harrell to Tennessee, Noriel White and Julius Pope to Arkansas, and now Daniels, uh, to the University of Florida. <clears throat> Arnett was so adamant about recruiting in the state of Mississippi and 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 building around Mississippi kids. Are you surprised? I mean, you, I know you're saying that the state will have kids that, and I know the state will end up getting Mississippi kids. But are you surprised at this point that state only has one commitment from the state of Mississippi, and it's a kid who's down the uh, down the rankings a little bit. Although I like his potential in in T.J. Lockhart. Ole Miss, on the other hand, you know, already with uh, what we got four out of the top twenty-five, including the n- number four player in the class, Jeffrey Rush, as a defensive lineman. That's a defensive line feels like a, p- a position where Mississippi State should do well. I think they were late to off for that kid, and it, and it shows there. Are you are you just surprised that there's not more Mississippi kids just maybe already in the boat for Mississippi State, or do you think it's just going to be a, a thing of waiting a couple months and then you'll look up and they have 10, 12 commitments in there? Yeah, I am surprised that they haven't been able to to build any kind of momentum at this point. And I think one of the biggest things that State has working against it right now is you have a lot of kids that just think it's really cool to go anywhere but Mississippi and specifically Mississippi State. I think there's just that's just the the kind of the stigma that they're dealing with right now. You've got a lot of these seven on seven teams, the these Coaches and trainers, they're taking kids to other places. Uh, it's cool to go to Florida State. It's cool to go to Florida, Alabama, and places like that. It's not cool to go in-state. I mean, you spend – a lot of these people spend all this time complaining about their kids aren't getting recruited or, you know, people are sleeping on their kids and things like that. Well, State and Ole Miss are, are going after these kids, and they're wanting to go anywhere but – state of Mississippi, and they talk about putting on for the state and all that, well, they're wanting to go somewhere else. So you've got to find a way now to make your place a destination, make sure that these kids aren't leaving the state. Mississippi, um, as a whole, there's a lot of kids that are just bound and determined to get out. And that's kind of something that state's dealing with right now. And you've got to make your place a very difficult place to turn down. And I – I'm not sure what else to do. I, I can't really blame the the staff. I think they're doing what they can to try to get these guys. And you've got Jeffrey Simmons killing it in the NFL, just signed a $94 million contract. Chris Jones signed an $80 million contract two years ago or whenever it was. 
you know, Fletcher Cox has made almost $150 million in the NFL. Uh, Danico Autry went from undrafted to he's made millions of dollars in the NFL and been a huge asset. Montez Sweat, you have all these great players in the NFL right now. Mississippi State's selling that. And I think a lot of these kids are looking at, you know, what's the NIL going to be? I mean, that you're, you're having to change your whole approach. It's no longer just about can they get me to the league. It's how much money can I can I get if I sign with an, an, an NIL deal at this school. So and there's a lot of things that, that State's got to do. I mean, you just got to make it hard on these kids to turn you down and uh, try to get them to decide to stay, stay home. It's going to be an uphill battle for State in this recruiting class because you already have – like you said, a J.J. Harrell, a Noriel White, a Kanan Daniels, they're all going out of state. And those guys talk. They're going to talk about, hey, man, you need to go get see what a, what kind of offer you can get from from uh, somebody else. I mean, that that's what you're dealing with right now. And the secret's out about the state of Mississippi. You look up and down the, the uh, recruiting class right now in the state, all these guys in the top 25, for the most part, have offers from around the SEC and around the Power Five. So, you know, it's it's not one of those deals where you're getting a guy that's under the radar that only has an offer from State and Ole Miss anymore. You're getting guys that Alabama's offered early, that Auburn's offered early, LSU. It's just a tough world to live in. This is the, as Vic Schaefer used to say, this is the fishbowl that you've chose to live in. You're in the SEC. You're competing against the best in recruiting. They're going to have to step their game up. This is a different level for a lot of these guys. You know, Zach Barnett's a first-time head coach. He assembled the right staff, I think, for the state. But Mississippi State as a whole, they're going to have to invest more money into recruiting. The fan base is going to have to invest more money into NIL if you want to compete on this level. MSU has to up its game across the board, I think, to, to compete. It's unfortunate that Kanan Daniels is at a place that is very MSU-heavy and he's decided to go somewhere else. But State's done what they can to try to get him. He's decided to go to Florida. And I still don't think that that, that recruitment is over. That was going to be my some, next question. Like uh, At the end of the day, how do you think that plays out? I mean, a kid from West Point that is 15 minutes down the road from Mississippi State that is in all likelihood going to be on campus five to ten times probably in the next few months – it's really hard for me to believe that Mississippi State's out of it at this point, especially a kid that, that's committed on April 10th mm-hmm. when he's got almost a full year until signing day. It's going to be hard to imagine. And, you know, so we all thought Scott Lashley was eventually going to end up at Mississippi State, and he went to Alabama. Now, he did come to State in the end, but, you know, some kids just want to go somewhere else. And if that's the case for him, then best of luck to him. But – I don't think Mississippi State's going to be out of it with him. I think they have a good relationship with him, and he'll continue to be one of their top targets the rest of the way. Somebody get Brandon Walker on the phone. Can't have Point City kids getting away from him. I know in his, uh, you know, last year his his cousin or whatever didn't sign. I mean, yeah, Brandon's got to step his game up. We talk about the coaching staff and the fan base. Brandon's got to step up. I mean, I don't understand why the barstool, you know, initiative. Hasn't uh, hasn't hasn't clicked into effect here. I guess we'll have to ask him about that next time we. Uh, he's hoarding all of his money. He's he's hiding all the money in the walls in New Jersey. I, th- I think he has a pool like Scrooge McDuck. I think he's just diving into it every day. What shocked me? There you go. All right, 
We have an interview uh, with Jordan Hill from Dogs 24-7, but since State doesn't play Georgia, we'll, we'll make that part of the podcast here today. We'll just uh, put that interview up on the uh, on the feed, and you can check that out if you like. Um, I think it's a really good interview about the two-time defending national champions, and there's some there's some good info in there if you're interested about Ra Ra Thomas and uh, what, what role he's going to play uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs this year. We're going to do that with both of our interviews this week because then the next one's going to be Florida. Uh, I got an interview lined up with uh, Gators uh, 24-7's uh, Graham Hall. So we'll talk about the Gators, but we'll put those interviews up separately uh, from the show, so check that out at your leisure. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumbling, so you know what that means. Get your uh, questions in, and uh, Robbie and I will be happy to answer those for you. And then, of course, uh, the rest of the week, we'll talk uh, Ole Miss-Mississippi State baseball. Uh, I'll probably have Richard on uh, to preview that series with me. And uh, we'll talk about the Rebels and the Bulldogs. And, of course, we'll, we'll give an idea of what we we're looking for in the spring game as well. So a lot to come here on Bulldogs uh, on, on Thunder and Lightning this weekend or this week. Uh, we're looking forward to bringing it to you. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk so, Mississippi. You think you're untouchable. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugonomics. Word life. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.